This is the Gridley Wave Network. Your commute time into Opar this morning is suffering long delays as Waziri State Police deal with a four-elephant pileup on the eastbound trail into the Lost City. Massive backups extend all the way to the Kathney exit. One of the elephants is on fire, and that spectacle has also caused gaper delays on the westbound trail out of Opar. It's a mess in the jungle today. One of the elephants has just exploded. That's really going to turn commutes into a nightmare this morning, folks. We'll keep an eye on the situation from Traffic Copter 0220, but if you're headed into Opar to loot some gold or sacrifice a virgin, you'd better find an alternate route. Or it might be best just to stay home and read a good book. Dateline Jessum is next on the Gridley Wave Network. From the Chicago Bureau of the Boston Man Blade. Dateline Jessum. The Pants and Press Production. For fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure, here's your host, Elmo. Um, Bolu. Um, get out of my chair. I have a show to do. Um, Bolu. Ignore him, folks. That's Um from the land that time forgot. As he likes to tell you all the time, he's a Bolu. And, uh,. He likes to hang around the Dateline Jassum studio for some reason. Bula, quiet down back there. Uh, I'm sorry for that interruption, folks. That's Bula the Callet, who suddenly appeared in the studio one day and got used to eating potato chips that I keep under the desk and has never left. Hmm. I, uh... I don't know why it's so difficult to get a show recorded today, but welcome to show number 19, and today we're going to hear some comments about collecting Edgar Wright's Burroughs material. Oh, he missed you by a good three feet. I'm not much of a collector myself. I have a few pieces that are very important to me. Uh, Many of them have to do with uh, books that I got from my grandfather or just the first battered paperbacks that I bought as a kid as I was discovering Burroughs and discovering the joy of reading. But there are other things that I collect Uh, that are also very important to me, Uh, some of the pulp magazines and things like that. But my collection is nothing like uh, some of the wonderful collections of other fans whose homes I've been to. And uh, that's why I wanted to play for you the presentation that Jim Thompson uh, gave at the ECOF convention about the various types of things that... uh, Burroughs fans collect.
Okay, uh, my topic is the realms of Edgar Rice Burroughs collecting. Uh, a couple of years ago, a number of us, uh, Bob Zushner, Tracy Griffin, and I, among some others, were talking about how to classify collections of Edgar Rice Burroughs, whether to consider them by size or monetary value or quality or composition. And I'm most interested in classifying them by composition, which is what will be the, the subject of this uh, presentation. Within the universe of hobby collections, there's the sphere of Edgar Rice Burroughs collecting. And then within that, I've defined a series of realms, and within each of those realms, some subcategories that I call provinces. And after discussion with various friends, I've come up with nine realms, which we'll survey today. So we'll start with the, in, in terms of logic, the, the representations of the stories, which began with the pulps, then books, then we moved into movies and comics, which expanded or repeated the stories. Then we have art and imagery, as I say, that's a separate realm, but it's also one that permeates all realms, and it's uh, I think it's possible to consider a collection of burrows that didn't have some art within it, no matter how narrowly you defined your collecting interest. And then we have three peripheral realms that are farther away from the narrative stories, and that's the toys, games, and doodads, fanzines and pastiches, and various miscellaneous things. And then we have a metaphysical realm. I've got to thank Dick Sparger for suggesting that our social experiences are something that we do, in a sense, collect, although we don't have them physically, but we seek them out and we treasure them. So that will be the ninth realm. And this is a, the 1999 Dum Dum, where some of us had to, taken a trip to the Acker Mansion to visit Fari Ackerman. Now, there are two other possible ways you might define and limit a collection that don't fall into my category scheme. One of those would be, are you going to restrict your collecting to material in a particular language or from a particular culture? And there are collectors who do that. Uh, lots of you may, in fact, limit yourselves to things in the English language, but there may well be collectors in other countries who limit their boroughs collecting to their language, and there's plenty of other uh, cultures and countries that have uh, borough stories in their own language. And you might also be interested in items from a particular period. Uh, my friend Bob Barrett uh, collects toys and doodads, but really only from the pre-World War II uh, period. Stan Vincent, I stand here today. Brad. Uh, Brad, I thank you. Is Brad here today? Yeah, there's Brad. And uh, Brad's uh, interested in the, the Disney items, and so that's really post-1999 chronologically, more or less, um, if that's going to be your collecting interest. But I've not chosen to break things down geographically or chronologically, but there are other ways that you might think about it that could do that. So we're going to take a look at the nine realms and the provinces within. And I start with the pulp magazines, which is the first province within the realm of magazines in general, because this is where the bulk of Burroughs stories appeared for the first time. A few appeared in newspapers for the first time. Within this realm, my second province 
would be magazines or magazine excerpts that aren't the original appearances of the stories, whatever those items might be. Uh, items about Burroughs, items about the movies, anything that appeared in a magazine format, and you might collect that way. The third category, uh, the third province in this realm, is the original material that we find exclusively on websites. And you could argue with me about whether electronic presentation is best uh, categorized with other magazines, but that's where I think it belongs. I think it's a, a type of magazine or newspaper type publishing. So that's the first realm, pulps and other magazines. Second is the books, and of course that's often the, the bulk of many Burroughs collectors' collections. And if we're going to subdivide books, uh, my choice is to single out first editions as one province, and then of course you can ask whether or not you're going to cover your books with original jackets or reproduction jackets, and you can fret, as many of us do, over the condition of our books and jackets. But in addition to the first editions, there are the hardcover or cloth-bound uh, cloth reprints. Once again, we can fret about whether or not we have jackets for those books and their condition. And then there are our paper cover or soft-bound books. And uh, here's another example where we almost always have appealing cover art to help us treasure these books. The fourth set of books are the Whitman books, and I've also included the very few uh, other uh, big little book type items. Whitman had their promotional giveaways, the two Dell fast action books, and I suppose we could come up with a very short list of other comparable items that aren't in fact published by either Dell or Whitman. Then I decided that we should single out children's books although the general public may think Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote for children, we know that he wrote for adults and that some other people have modified or extrapolated from Burroughs' stories to provide materials that are appropriate for children. And some people have uh, no interest in that set of books, and some of us do collect them as well. The sixth province within books are those books that discuss or reprint material about or from Burroughs that originated in another medium. So we could have books about comics, books about movies, books about the pulps, books about the big little books, and so on. And then we could have a category or province of books that would be nonfiction research books about Burroughs or his creations or any of these offsets from there. And some of those books would be sort of central to our collecting interest. I'd suggest that among those might be the Burroughs biographies, the key Burroughs bibliographies, and some of the important critical analyses that you might have. And then uh, some of us will go farther afield and pick up biographies of individuals who simply had a relationship with somebody in the Burroughs world, Luffy Velez was one of the wives of Johnny Weissmiller, and so there's a connection there if you wanted to uh, 
pursue things that far away. And we have one friend, Tracy Griffin, that that's one of his central areas of interest is to follow up on all the Hollywood biographies and autobiographies that somehow touch on the world of Burroughs in the film world. The eighth category of books that I recognize are the books that are somehow tangential to uh, Burroughs' works. We have our proposed antecedents to Burroughs, things like Gulliver of Mars and Captured by Apes. We also have a few factual antecedents. It's well known that Burroughs borrowed from Casey's book, The Four Faces of Siva, in his depiction of the Cambodian jungle and civilization that we find in Jungle Girl. And then we have the various Burroughs imitators, who I consider tangential, but many of us collect some or all of these subcategories of books. Then I separate out the Disney Tarzan books just because there are so many of them and because some people don't want to touch them and others emphasize them in their collection. And then there are the print-on-demand and other electronic books that are out there uh, as broad and uh, unrestricted and uncontrolled as my collecting habits are, I really do not like these print-on-demand books. And I have a few as uh, just simply uh, examples to remind myself that they exist, but I certainly don't pursue them the way I pursue other items. Then there are the books which simply mention Burroughs or his creations incidentally. Uh, one of the first to mention Burroughs as a historical figure in a novel was William Brinkley's novel, Don't Go Near the Water, set in the Pacific of the World War II era. And Burroughs, the war correspondent, appears as a minor character. And more recently, Burroughs appeared as a central character in the Pearl Harbor murders. But you can also go much farther afield and find, for example, books of poetry that just incidentally have Tarzan in the title and really no further connection to Burroughs than the fact that the word Tarzan has become a word with a symbolic iconic meaning that artists can use in whatever context they want. And uh, so there are those of us. I've got a copy of this book. I'm not recommending it, but I, I couldn't resist it. <clears throat> the next realm are the movies, radio broadcasts, and other recordings that would relate to Burroughs. And within that uh, realm, the first province, would be where Burroughs' characters appear in films or television shows, and we have a long history of Burroughs' characters appearing in film and television. Secondly, if you're going to collect related to film and other uh, uh, motion uh, picture adaptations, of Burroughs, you might be interested in the ancillary items, posters, lobby cards. Uh, I, I will regret, I suppose, for the rest of my life that I uh, had a malfunction in an eBay bid and didn't get to properly submit the winning bid because I did, I would have paid, uh, it wasn't much, but I would have paid the highest bid if I'd gotten it incorrectly for this original uh, ticket to the opening of the Tarzan and uh, and it's made at the Ritz Theater in New York, and the best I can do now is uh, preserve the images of that item that got away. What did it go for? 
uh, I think it went for about $13. I mean, it was just nothing. And I I was going to submit 15 I would have had it, but I, I goofed up. Hmm? more than a movie ticket today. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so you always remember the ones that got away. Can I say something? Sure about you that? can. I was curious. Um, it seems to me, considering you were talking about how you thought that um, print-on-demand and such were not so wonderful, that there you are curiously having only the image of the thing that you wanted, the object, mm -hmm. <laughs> in an electronic form, mm -hmm. not the physical object. Yeah, that's all I could get in that case. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, an ever-burgeoning uh, collection of recording, uh, recorded readings of the Burroughs novels. And uh, again, this is something I don't pursue with much uh, interest. I've got a few, but I know uh, friends who've uh, attempted to get just about every one of those that comes out. The following presentation is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stefan Möbius, A Princess of Mars, by Edgar Rice Burroughs. And then there are the radio broadcasts, and in the last decade or so, lots of these have become much more available to us than they had been for the previous decades, so it's been nice to have access to those recordings, and they come in lots of formats. From the heart of the jungle comes a savage cry of victory. This is Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle. And then once again, I separated out recordings aimed at children, and there's a fairly large number of those, not so many from before World War II, uh, much more since we've had the Disney Tarzan uh, draw children's interest to the Tarzan character. And finally, there's just plain musical recordings. There are TV and movie soundtracks available in a variety of media. There are a few examples of sheet music. This is not something I have, but just an image I borrowed from Bill Hillman's site. So there is just plain old music related to the Burroughs collection. My next realm is the comics, and the first comics were the newspaper comics, and many folks uh, collect comics, and we can now get uh, the dailies and the Sundays online and download them to our hard drive if we wish. Then there are the comic books. Comic books is one of the places where I first discovered uh, Tarzan, although I wasn't buying those comics. I read them in the barber shop, so I don't have any of them. And there's still comics being made today and occasional for, uh, opportunities to pick them up. And then there are comics that aren't comic books, uh, comic or cartoon appearances of Tarzan or parodies of Tarzans. 
greeting cards. This is a, uh, I believe this is from the Netherlands, a greeting card that I found uh, online. So there are a number of manifestations of comics. And then we move on to the realm of toys, games, and doodads. And I've divided this into the province of those toys, games, and doodads that relate to Tarzan other than the Disney Tarzan. That by itself uh, is its own uh, province, the next one. But there are lots of materials uh, out there that are, uh, would fall in this category. We'll probably never know the full extent of all the items that have been marketed to take advantage of Tarzan's name as a, an icon for the public's thirst. Then there's a very, very large number of Disney Tarzan toys, games, and doodads. And then when you step away from Tarzan, the final category are all the uh, much smaller, I suspect, uh, items that relate to Burroughs characters or locales uh, other than Tarzan. But we do have, and probably if there's a movie made, we'll see more from Barsoom. If anybody is aware of a toy or a doodad that relates to a Burroughs world other than Mars or Tarzan's Africa, I'd like to know about it. Does anybody know of something that would fall in this category, but from one of the other series? I don't know of one, but there might be one out there. Yeah, and <coughs> I'm not aware of that. I think the epic adventure, there were some teeth in our stuff. Didn't Trendmaster do a Sagoth? Well, that's right. It, it, it's a crossover. That, that That's out there. Well, there's also buttons that came out from uh, Marvel and DC Comics at various points, which were taking the artwork from the comic books and, and yeah, putting them on buttons. Yeah, that's a good point. So there are some. The next realm would be the fanzines and the pastiches. So uh, lots and lots of fanzines out there from the past and lots still going on. Then we have our uh, non-professional fan-authored pastiches. This is one I labored over because some folks uh, like Stuart Byrne were professional authors, but their writing of Tarzan on Mars was, a, I think, a fan activity, not a professional writing activity. Uh, and on the other hand, John Eric Holmes was able to publish successfully Mayhars of Pellucidar, but once again, he wasn't really a professional author, and this was a fan-driven uh, project in my view, so we could certainly debate which, which particular items should belong on the one hand in the non-professional fan-authored pastiches versus the professional author who wrote a Burroughs pastiche. Farmer, of course, has the lion's share of these. Uh, Mike Resnick, I've put here because he's ended up a professional writer, but it's certainly true that he was an enthusiastic fan when he wrote these two stories. And then there's the realm of art. There are a limited number, it's a huge number, but there are a limited number of pieces of original art, but one can choose to collect them. The first two here are pieces that I own. This is a Jeff Jones that illustrated my poem that appeared in the Burroughs Bulletin long, long ago. And more recently, I commissioned Thomas Yates to do a painting of Tarzan and the City of Gold. And this is a Schoonover original that I found on the web 
I don't know who, uh, in whose possession this is, but this Brad. is that okay? One of Brad's. Thank you. But it was just uh, depicted out there, so I added it in. And then there's that uh, enormous uh, volume of art that are the reproductions of original work. Every piece of art has to start as an original piece, but once they're reproduced, uh, then there are more copies available to us, and we can get them in all sorts of formats. So here are some examples of those. <coughs> and then we have our books and magazines and catalogs and bibliographies that deal specifically <laughs> specifically with the art, and many of us collect these, not only the ones that are focused on Burroughs art, but also in many cases those artists that we may have just come to love in general because of our first introduction to that artist through uh, his contribution to Burroughs art. Then there are the various miscellaneous things that individuals might collect, and my first province within that realm would be the collecting of autographs. This copy of Tarzan the Invincible was recently in an eBay auction and has signatures from James Pierce, Edgar Rice Burroughs, and Joanne Pierce. I can't tell you how the auction ended. I, I, I haven't followed up. And also, again, recently on eBay was a personal letter from Burroughs. And there are many who collect these original letters, original checks, and what have you. So I've tried to collect in this group Burroughs himself, family members, Burroughs artists, and any other individuals associated with uh, the Burroughs world. All of that is just autographs. Then there could be a category of items that were created not to be bought by the public, but rather to be used to market to the public. Now the public might be able to acquire them if they sent in their cereal box coupon or whatever, but it was uh, essentially a marketing item. Burroughs himself contributed to the marketing of his books with his publishers, with postcards and lobby cards and so forth, and then there are all the ancillary materials uh, that have been used to market uh, items using the Burroughs characters uh, as the icon public interest. And then there are more uh, obscure items that might fall under miscellaneous postage stamps that carry the image of Tarzan. There are not many of those. Uh, people who either visit or write to the postmaster at Tarzan, Texas, or Tarzana, California, or pick up items produced by the Tarzana Chamber of Commerce, or people who sort of bend the rules and use a Tarzan-like image to sell a product that isn't uh, approved by Edgar Rice Burroughs Incorporated, like the Barzan beer, using a, uh, a redrawing of the St. John Tarzan to help promote their product. And then our last realm are the social experiences. And within those, I thought that uh, one of the things that we collect and treasure are individual friendships. I suspect there are very few people in this room who wouldn't say that the, their very best friends, the, the largest circle of their very best friends, are there other boroughs collecting friends? I know I would certainly claim that. Then there's the travel that we do associated to our boroughs' interest. That could be travel to bookstores, to friends' homes, to sites significant to the world of boroughs, Tarzana, Montana, 
Idaho, wherever it might be, Arizona, and to our boroughs' gatherings. And then there are the physical mementos of these trips, photographs, pens, posters, whatever it might be that we uh, collect and treasure to remind us of making those trips. And I decided that we could break out Jatan making sets, playing the games as a separate social experience. And one of the reasons I broke this out is because there are not that many who actually are interested in playing Jatan or making Jatan sets, but there are a few of us that uh, enjoy the game and enjoy uh, thinking about strategy and perhaps have attempted to make our own set. And then we can document our social experiences. If we have friends and write letters or emails and save copies, then we now have a collection of mementos of that friendship or photographs or video or other recordings, all of which is going on today. So that's my overview of the ways that you could categorize the collecting of Edgar Rice Burroughs, nine realms and a variety of provinces. And as I say, uh, a longer discussion of this uh, scheme will appear in the second century when it comes out. And I'd be very interested in people who had comments or suggestions either today or later on. And so that's the end of my presentation, but there's no end to Burroughs Collect. Thanks. Thanks, Jim, for reminding me just how pathetic my collection really is. <laughs> but uh, good presentation. Uh, one question, where do podcasts fit in? Which realm would that be? I guess uh, you did mention an audio realm, but uh, I think you need to to add podcasts into that realm of yours. But uh, thanks again. That is going to do it for show number 19, and I will talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. <laughs> Get banana, hey monkey, get funky.